You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Zach's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome, everybody, to podcast number 332. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Great show for you today. Once again, we're going to have on Dr. Diane Strakowski. She was on at the beginning of the month, right before Hometown took place. A lot has obviously happened on the show. Overnight dates, finale, after the final rose. I think Dr. Diane provides such an amazing perspective and just gives you things to think about that maybe you didn't. And with her background as a licensed therapist, and psychologist, she really dives deep into maybe things you didn't think of about why maybe Zach did the things that he did and how Gabby and Ariel conducted themselves on TV and what the proper protocol would have been to navigate overnights and all that stuff. So, Dr. Diane on again, had to have her on to talk about what happened the last couple weeks, and we will get to that momentarily. Now, a few things within the show to go over before we get to the interview. One of the things was yesterday on Twitter, I posted three videos, I think it was three, three videos from the group date that happened on Tuesday for charity season down in Oceanside, California. And that was a Barbie sing-off, 12 men on the group date. And the Barbie sing-off is in conjunction with the release of the Barbie movie this summer. If you looked at it, I had to look it up. I was like, oh, okay, no wonder they did this. Because the Barbie release of the movie is happening on July 21st. This episode will air July 10th. They've done this numerous times in the past, conjunctions with... uh, upcoming TV shows and upcoming movies where they do some sort of theme that relates to that movie or TV show. No different here. That's why they did it. It's a Barbie sing-off. All 12 guys had to sing Girls Just Want to Have Fun, but to their own lyrics. Sean McLaughlin ended up being the winner. I posted videos. One of the videos was of him probably the last 15 seconds or so, or maybe 10 seconds of him singing. Uh, his part, and then a couple of videos of him walking, getting one-on-one time with Charity after that. Today, this afternoon, I'm going to release videos that have all 12 men that were on the date. And you'll see the videos, all 12 men walking, all 12 men standing there together talking before they went on stage. But then what else I'm also going to do is I'm going to have a screenshot separately of each man and name who they are just so you know because right now the average the only people that even care about this stuff are the diehard fans so the average fan when I say a name like Sean McLaughlin you have no idea his face isn't coming to your head right away you know you just don't know them enough the pictures were out on the Facebook page for the bachelorette for literally two days there are some Instagram accounts bachelor data has headshots of them up but you got to scroll down a few posts to find it I'm only missing four guys' last names, so I think probably this weekend I'll get around to putting all the guys on my Instagram feed so you can see Charity's guys, the 29 that were given to us on the Bachelorette Facebook page. We don't know exactly how many they started the season with because we know they always get rid of anywhere between two and four, 
that don't even make the final cast. So once I get information on that, I'll pass that along. But I want to put all 29 names out there and their headshots that the Bachelorette Facebook page had up for two days before they took it down. Just so when I mention names and I mention, oh, she was on a one-on-one date this past Monday with Brandon Bowers from San Diego, that you also have that as well, just to start getting these guys' faces in your head. Because you're not going to get the ABC official release of the cast until, well, we now know charity season starts Monday, June 26th. Probably not going to get it till a couple weeks beforehand. It's usually... Two weeks before is when and they release all that stuff. So all you're going to have to go off of is Instagram accounts of people and what I post and stuff like that. So keep an eye out for that. Another thing that is going to take place upcoming this summer is the fact that Bachelor in Paradise, as we know, always films beginning of June and pretty much lasts the whole month. Always that first week of June. It starts anywhere between like the 5th, 6th, 7th or whatever, and it goes to around the 27th, 28th, 29th. It's been that way for eight seasons. It's not changing this season. But now we know that charity season doesn't begin till June 26th. So, once again, for the second season in a row, all the women on Zach's season and any woman who's on Paradise this season that was on a previous season isn't going to know anything about charity's guys from what they see on TV. In the past, Pre-COVID, it was usually maybe one, two, possibly three episodes at the most. They will at least seen a couple episodes before they head down there. Now, all they have to do is basically follow spoilers or else they'll have no clue who these guys are, what they did, if there was any storyline. Like, look, they leave the first week of June. Charity season will begin, will be end filming first week of May, usually around the 9th, 10th, something like that. So I'll have a month along with whatever I spoil as filming is going along, like I have been with some of the dates already, from the end of filming in the beginning of May till they leave in June, I might have more information. I might already have the winner by that point. I might, I'm probably going to have it, the worst case, I'm going to have your final four, because that usually gets out. So these women that are on the season, and we know that most of the women that will make up Paradise this season will be Zach's women. And we know that most of the men that will make up this season will be Charity's guys. So keep that in mind that these women are not going to know one single thing about these guys other than headshots that they've seen, maybe other pictures they might have Googled, videos and pictures that have gotten out that will get out during filming, and then any spoilers that I reveal about these men. Like maybe I'll know by then who a villain is. Kind of like how, you know, Katie's season didn't start airing till June 7th, and none of the women that season knew who Thomas was. And the other guys didn't weren't fans of his when they went down there. The Katie's men went down there. And, you know, that whole thing with Becca and all that. So it's, it's interesting to go on a show, and a lot of the guys on the season, you have no idea who they are or what they did or how they acted on the particular season that they were on. In this case, it'll be charity season outside of following spoilers. So trust me, these contestants, these women for Zach season are all following along because they want to know what they're getting involved with when they go down to paradise and they meet most of charity's men because they're going to make up a majority of the male cast. So it'll be interesting uh, when that happens. But yeah, now that we know that charity season doesn't begin filming until June 20 or airing, until June 26th, that gave us a clear, okay, 
yeah, they're not going to know anything about these guys unless they follow along online. This podcast also brought to you by Trail Mix Games, Love and Pies that you can download in the App Store or Google Play, and it's free to download. This game is for adults and teens. This game is not for kids. And it's very interesting because when I play this game, it's something to where it's almost like there's no murder involved, but there is a mystery involved to when you play this game. And right now, they have a brand new limited time event that's available for all players of Love and Pies. There's been a bizarre flood in the old warehouse, and part of the town is underwater, and it's now up for you to discover how it happened and who may be behind it. It's kind of like a, a whodunit. And you discover the truth, you earn rewards, and you collect all these decorations as you complete special requests and turn the wreckage into a serene community park. But hurry, this only lasts through May 7th. So download Love and Pies and dive into the mystery that is Love and Pies. I enjoy playing this game because it's one, it's like one long story. This isn't like playing, I don't know, Tetris or something, where you're just moving a bunch of blocks or whatever. Or, you know, it's just... It has a theme to it. There's, like like I said, there's mystery to it. Very relaxing, very easy game to play. And most of all, like I said, free to download. However, this is for adults and teens. This is not a game for kids. So, for your tasty mix of love and drama, download Love and Pies for free today. And check out that Lake Pass event available now through May 7th. That's Love and Pies, free to download in the App Store or Google Play. All right, let's get going. Here it is, podcast number 332. All right, let's bring her in. Uh, we heard her about a month ago, but we're bringing her back to wrap up what happened and what we saw this week and the last two weeks on The Bachelor. It is Dr. Diane Strakowski. She's a licensed psychologist. You can find her on Instagram at Back to Love Doc. She is The Bachelor Doctor. Diane, thank you very much for coming on. Absolutely, Steve. Thanks for having me. Okay, I want to pick up really right where you and I probably left off. We spoke at the beginning of the March, which was right around the time they were heading into hometowns and whatnot. But obviously the major things that happened this season, it, it all started at overnight dates. So Gabby and Ariel and Katie have their overnight dates. Ariel went first. Zach makes this, uh, sets a parameter for himself that he wasn't going to have sex on any of the overnights. Cause he just figured it, it complicated things. And then he breaks that, uh, parameter by you know having sex with Gabby which is perfectly fine if he wants to break it that's fine um Zach then the next day tells Jesse then he goes and tells Gabby that hey I need to tell everybody because I feel like I don't want to lie to anybody or whatever and I think you and I can both agree that the second he did that the second he told Jesse even before he went and told Gabby the second he told Jesse that's when any trust between him and Gabby was broken. So I guess my question to you is, is there more than just, man, I just felt guilty. That's why I had to to out this. What is the reasoning that he felt so compelled that, man, I, 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 I just feel so bad. I've got to tell people about this now. Great question, Steve. Um, so what's interesting to me is... Um, I was born and raised Catholic and I read a lot of Catholic guilt into this situation, yeah. right? Where it, it's almost like at the beginning, he goes to Jesse, like he's the priest that it confess my sins. Um, mm. Father, forgive me. 
it, it was a little bit, um, it read that way, though not purity culture, because some people were saying, oh, this is purity culture. I'm like, no, that's not the case. That did not feel like that to me. When we spoke last, Steve, I talked about anxious attachment. And to me, it felt like this was Zach saying, honesty is the best policy. I'm going to tell you everything. And the problem was honesty is different than privacy, right? Mm. And my biggest issue with this is that he was very self-focused in that moment, of course, only thinking about himself, only thinking like, I'm going to absolve my guilt. That's why you go to confessional, like get rid of your guilt. So it felt like it's a confessional. He's saying what he did to sort of clear his own conscience. But the problem for me as a couples therapist is he's not keeping in mind how this affects Gabby, right? He, he's not thinking, how does this affect Ariel? He's not thinking as a couple. He's only thinking unilaterally about what he needs to do to feel better. Yeah. And I, I think he realized that after the fact, when everybody yes. online called him out and when he's sitting there in the, after the final rose. But in that moment when he does that and he tells Gabby, you know, don't worry, this isn't about us. Yep. It was it was clear that he was basically saying like the way I looked at it was this and everything you said was correct. I would say what I looked at it as more as of, of an add on because his big thing was I don't want to start a relationship with any secrets or lies, which is fine. Yes. That's obviously yeah. what you want to do with anybody that you want to start. You don't want yep. to have anything hidden. But yep. if he knew he was picking Gabby in the end then he wouldn't be starting a relationship with any secrets or lies because that was their secret. I think he also told Katie, hey, I had sex. Even though he didn't mention the Abby's name, he mentioned that he set a parameter and he broke it to Katie because I think he knew he was picking her. Because if he was picking Gabby the whole time and after that night with Gabby, he realized, I'm going to pick this woman at the end, then he's not starting anything. He doesn't have to go to get Katie and tell her anything because she would have no reason to know because he's picking Gabby and they it's the, and it's between them. Like Gabby said on the after the final rose, you told me the next morning you kissed me on my head from behind and told yes. me this is our secret. Yeah. So I think that added into it. His guilt was also not only Catholic guilt, guilt in the fact that, oh, crap, Katie is going the one I'm going to end up with is going to realize I had sex with somebody else. Oh, I mean, I think this was just wrought with lots of guilt. He was getting caught. I think big picture here, Steve, Zach came into this, you know, with a little bit of bravado, right? I'm going to do this different than Rachel did it. I'm going to be the best bachelor. I'm going to follow in Sean Lowe's footsteps. I mean, I think he set himself up yeah. to be the perfect bachelor to not have drama. I'm not going to deal with that. I'm not going to stoop to that level. And unfortunately, it just wasn't um, a very complex, nuanced way of handling it. And that's where all the women have complained, right? Greer and Jess and um, Ariel and Gabby have all complained. There wasn't enough nuance to be real and to be present to everyone else 
right? And we know the producers are telling you, Zach, this is your journey. This is your chance to find love. And so it just felt like it, it needed to be more individualized towards each of the women to have those conversations to help them better manage the process. Yeah, I'm looking at it as like, man, I think we can agree setting the parameter from the beginning, just uh, yes. you're, you're only setting yourself up to fail because Absolutely. Jesse said that, right? Yeah. Like, dude, are you going to be able to, to follow up with this? But he, he wanted to take this no drama thing a little bit too far. Yeah. Right. And each of the women said we could have had these conversations in private. So I have another theory. Um, about this and let, let me share this with you yeah. so in couples steve we do something called leveling okay so say i'm the therapist and the couple comes in and zach in this situation even with like zach and katie he's the more verbal one he comes in and he talks about oh my gosh my feelings of guilt etc cetera, etc cetera. it's like he also and i'm just gonna say i don't think zach has a ton of relationship experience so now, remember, he's listening to all these women. You and I talked about this last time. Have profound stories, right? Yeah. Katie's talking about she had a seven-year-long relationship. It was traumatic. It was toxic. Um, some of the other women um, had lots of complex stories, right? Here, he's he said that the most complex blindside was with Rachel not a very long relationship. So now it's almost like he self-sabotages and he creates this drama in an unconscious way to level the relationship. If that makes sense. Oh, it does. And right. So he's, he's trying to like say, no, 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 no. I'm, he's trying to create something. And what's really interesting is go back to Zach's dad, right? The whole story was that couples join around adversity. So it's kind of like Zach unconsciously creates adversity and complexity in the relationship because otherwise he feels a little bit younger than all the women. Hmm. Never looked at it that way, but I, I can see what you're saying now. And I, and I think this is, you know, as we know, this isn't real life. This isn't really how dating works. And I think no. th what a no. lot of people have an issue with when it comes to this show and just the ending in general is yep. possibly having sex with somebody and then a week later proposing to somebody else in, yes. in the real world. Of course that would not happen. And if it did your fiance, if they found out about it would then dump you or you'd have a serious fight or, or whatever. So right. I think we have to separate this show from reality, but what is your take on the whole thing? I thought Ariel put it really well on the After the Fun Rose. Probably the yep. first time it's ever brought up. Let's call this what it is. An open relationship. Yeah, yep. let's call it what it is. This is an open relationship. And everyone yep. signing up for the show has yep. got to start understanding that right away. And I yep. thought when Zach went to Katie to tell her I had broken my parameters, I thought Katie handled it about as well as somebody could in that situation because she basically gave the answer of, you know what? I know what I signed up for. I know this was a possibility. I just didn't need to hear it come out of your mouth. Like, I get it. I, I understand what I signed up for. I get it. I was expecting this could be a possibility. You didn't have to tell me that. You're like rubbing salt into the wound. She specifically said that. So how do you how do you 
explain to people who have that take of, oh my God, I could never, this is so, this is so ridiculous. I can never sleep with some, I can never have sex with someone knowing I'm going to get engaged to somebody else a week later. What, how would you explain that to someone who's maybe a novice to this show? Well, I, and, and to your point, I think Katie handled it extremely well. Yeah. Um, what I say to people is we have this, and I did a post on this, Steve, we have this idea that like caring is sharing, right? Like if I care about you, I share things. And I say sometimes caring is not sharing, <laughs> that you have to learn how to filter. And in particular, the anxious person who so desperately wants to be seen, heard, loved, understood, they sometimes share too much. I mean, I have had this with real life clients where they they want to share everything with their partner, but they're not anticipating that the sharing could be painful. And Katie literally says to Zach, please don't tell me. I don't want to know. And um, another digression for a minute. So back in the day, um, Steve, when we had couples that were dealing with like infidelity, a couple would come in, right? And somebody cheated and we would say, share everything. Like you need to know where, when, how, what happened. And you know what we realized? is that we realized it created kind of like a secondary trauma because now I have visuals instead of just the thought that, oh my God, my partner might be cheating. Now I hear it. I see it. I have a visual in my head. So what we're learning now in couples therapy is the details don't matter and they don't help you, right? You, you feel out of control and you think you want to know, but it's better to not know. Okay, going by what you just said there, just out of curiosity, if the other person in the party says they want to know, do you suggest yeah. it? So as long as they say, I'm fine with knowing or I need to know the details, exactly. then you share yes. it. But if they don't so ask, don't share. That's exactly the point. Okay. Katie said, I don't want to know. Yeah. Okay. So she's saying, I don't want to know. The conversation stops. Um, and she, I think, handled it well on the after the final rose saying, I'm never going to watch that scene again. Right. This is not something we're going to share with our children if they <laughs> end up. To, right. Um, but if the partner wants to know, then give them the agency to have the information. But also you can still filter some things like asking, why do you want to know? Because really what the person wants to know is that's not going to happen again. Right. Yeah. And we know the parameters of the show. The reality is I'm giving you some grace because I know what I signed up for. There are 30 people. This is part of the process. But then after that, now we're a couple. Right. Once the cameras stop, now we're a car couple and our, our everything starts from scratch. And that's what's so hard. Now they've got to manage social media. They've got to manage all the rest of that. And I think as long as Katie can forgive Zach for his behaviors and it makes sense to her. Um, but yeah, I, to be honest, I still feel bad for Gabby at the end of the day. I feel bad for Gabby because I do feel like she got um, dragged along to be honest. For sure. And, and we're going to talk about Gabby right. yeah. probably for the yeah. rest of this, but I just wanted to, yeah. one other thing that I wanted to cover with Ariel, I thought she was yeah. outstanding up on stage at, after the final rose. And I think one thing after, other than calling it an open relationship, which is what it is, I think the one yep. thing that she said where, you know, look, it's four months later. She was definitely bothered by what happened in Thailand. She did not know until last week's yep. overnight date episode yep. that he had told Katie but not her and yep. also told Jesse but not her. I think her line of saying, 
you made it a monologue, not a dialogue. I thought was right. excellent. And I think that was Zach's one of Zach's biggest mistakes is by telling these women, he wasn't opening it up to conversation of how do you feel about this? It was, this is how I feel and this is what I'm doing. And basically you have to go along with it. Yeah. And that's where I've been saying this is typical to the anxious person who gets so wrapped up in their own emotions and their own fears of abandonment and loss and, and, and wanting to, again, share everything. They're not filtering enough, not thinking. Zach could have, I mean, the question was, when could he have pulled Ariel aside, right? You, you, you have that episode, then he's at that final, that with the three of them, the final rose ceremony, right? Yeah. When could he have said something? He could have pulled Ariel then and said, you're going to find out some things after the fact. Um, I do want to apologize that I, I went against my word, right? I said one thing to you. I handled it differently. I don't want you to be surprised. Um, please don't take this personally, right? He could have done something more. Mm -hmm. And then I think she wouldn't have been so shocked. So, because, right, the question was just logistically, when would that have happened? And I think it could have happened when he walked her out. Yeah, and it could have happened right after he left Gabby's place before he went on his he date with Katie. Yeah, he walked yeah. to Gabby's place to tell her he could yeah. have told Ariel. Same thing, you know. Um, That's right. That's right. Good point. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it, it definitely could have happened at some point, and that was her biggest mistake, or his biggest mistake, and that's what Ariel called him out on the carpet for on After the Final Rose. But she did it in such a way where it's like she wasn't being a bitch about it. She wasn't attacking no. him. It was just like, hey. This is what you could have done better. And all Zach could do, and I'm glad he just sat there and owned it. I'm glad he yep. didn't put up a fight because he would have yep, looked absolutely. even worse. Uh, just sit there and own it and say, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I absolutely should have handled things better. And if you're going to give Zach credit for, I guess, for anything this season, is it, it, it seems like he has owned everything that he did and he realizes the mistakes that he made. But, you know, that's is he just doing that because he knows he's being filmed and a nationally televised audience is watching? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but, but when it comes to couple skills, we call it repair. And I thought he did a nice job and I liked her choice of words, which is you took away my agency. Yeah. And we're back to, so and it's the same thing. Let's say in a couple where one person is old or you have an older couple and they decide I'm not interested in sex. Well, wouldn't you discuss that with your partner? You just don't make a unilateral decision, right? And so it's not that Zach had to tell people. My problem was he didn't ask, how do you feel about this? Like, he didn't say to the women in this monologue, hey, I'm thinking about not having sex to make this less complicated. How do you feel? And that's, to me, what was missing, right? Like, not a couple's discussion, and so that's what Ariel was referring to. I had no agency. You sort of took my rights away from me. And that to me was just the miss, right? The couple's miss that it wasn't a unilateral decision. I mean, it wasn't a couple's decision. Yeah. Like you said, it was a yeah. monologue. It wasn't a dialogue. Yes. We didn't have yes. discussion about exactly. this. You just told me how things were going to be and I had to go right. along with it. You know, maybe if we would have discussed it, she would have been, she might've said some things that made Zach think, oh, you know what? If I did and, and we got close enough and we felt it was right to do it that night, we could do it and we wouldn't have these major ramifications. Maybe Ariel, not saying she could have seduced him or talked him into it, but more along the lines of, hey, let's talk about this. Yes. And if it does happen between us, 
she would be more understanding. Hey, I understand. Again, there's other people here. I understand just because this happened doesn't necessarily mean I'm being picked, you know, and she might have been right. more cool with it. And, and I do think, um, Steve, also big picture here. Everyone's highly scrutinizing Zach's behavior in this entire season. Right. Yeah. Because we don't have the typical villain. We don't have the women that are distracting from the story. So unfortunately, the good or the bad is that Zach almost like set this up for people to be more focused on his behaviors because we're not distracted by other things. Yeah. No, there wasn't a typical. Um, right. Uh, you know, Shanae or something like that. We talked about yeah, exactly. this in the past. A Corinne yeah. where it's just like the that's one right. obvious woman that stands out in the group that's clearly everyone is just having an issue with. There wasn't one of those this season. If you want no. if you want to say it was Christina, but she lasted three episodes, you know? It's like That's right. So given that, it's almost like as I said he wanted to have this like pristine kind of record and be this really good guy and and um handle himself in this way, but it's like he didn't realize what that also meant. That meant that people were really going to be looking closely at his behaviors. And because we still have this question about what happened between him and Rachel, right? It's like people don't. And the producers also didn't show us much about Zach. We don't know where he really lives. We don't know his job. I mean, we have very little to go on. Totally agree. So, and I want... So, no wonder there's a there's a microscope on every little interaction then. I wanted to move on to Gabby and they'll probably spend the rest yeah. of the time yeah. talking about her. And oh. let's let's first start at where she was at yeah. at the overnight date rose ceremony, which yeah. was well first, you know, when Zach comes and talks to her in her room while he was trying to ease the blow. It was, yep. I think she saw the wheel started turning in her head that yep. this, this doesn't sound good because if you, if you had no problems with what happened last night, why are you coming to my room before Katie's yep. date to tell me I need to tell other people, you know, it's like, okay, now the rose ceremony happens. He eliminates Ariel, but during his speech before giving the roses to Katie and then Gabby, he makes comments about. I made some mistakes. Uh, yep. He used the word regret in there somewhere, which again gets the wheel spinning in Gabby's head. He gives the first rose to Katie and then to Gabby. And then I think Gabby even commented he barely looked at her. And so Ariel goes away. Uh, he sends her away. She comes back. And Gabby and uh, uh, Katie are the final two. And But Gabby is saying in that moment, I don't, something is off. I don't feel right. And that's when she makes the comment about having the scarlet A yep. attached to her, which to me um, was more about, I, I think some people started con started to confuse this with that's when she knew that Zach had ratted her out. And I, I didn't look at it that way. I looked at it as she just took what Zach said in his speech beforehand about regrets and made mistakes and all that. And she felt like she did something wrong. Yep. By having sex, which she clearly didn't. These are two consenting adults. So when she said that about herself and you and, and you saw her say that, what went through your head then of, oh, boy? It was oh, Steve, like, I, I mean, know. my heart sank for her. And as a woman, you know, women get shamed for their sexual prowess and a man is considered a stud, right? Yeah. I mean, 
I hate to say we are not that far advanced from that, right? Why do women have this body count issue? And for men, they don't. So I felt really bad. He did use the word, I've made some mistakes. How could she not take that personally? Yeah. Um, I felt like another subset of that story, which was when Katie says, I know, right? And that they were trying to divide these two women. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're good friends. I don't think Katie meant that. I really think she was saying, sweetheart, you know, don't don't feel bad about that. Right. They were two consenting adults. Um, I absolutely think it was on Zach that he used those words. And, you know, you're hyper focused on every single word trying to figure out where you stand. Right. And she said. I feel like a third wheel, right? He walks Ariel out. He comes back and kind of hugs Katie first. Yeah. Right. So she's watching carefully. And and we also know from that episode that she said she's tired of being chosen second. Right. Mm-hmm. And Steve, another thing, I did a little work on this. She's second child. Okay. In her family. So there's some carryover here, right? When people have, such an aversion to a word. I want to understand what that means. And she's second child in her family. So somehow she felt like being second isn't good, right? So she's hyper-focused on that. I felt like the sex part, you know, even calling it sex week, it just had a lot of undertones for me. And I, I just really felt like she got a bad rap here. And back to that was something that they talked about in private. It did not need to be shared. Yeah. It just, it needed to, and it wouldn't be a secret. I mean, if he went to Katie and just told her in private with the cameras off about what happened, he could have handled the no secrecy. Right. But by sharing Gabby's privacy without her consent, that's the big problem. She did not consent to that. Right. She didn't say, oh, OK, great. I agree. We should tell everyone. I mean, so that's the problem that people are having. It was without her consent. Yeah. And she was saying that um, yes. on the uh, on the after the final rose. Yes. And, you know, I had yeah. to go back because I I was getting confused on what I saw and what I didn't see. But I had to go back and kind of watch. I rewatched that scene last night because I wanted to make sure. And. You know, she had talked about it on the After the Fun Rose, but even in that ITM that she had right after he visited her before his date with Katie, she yep. said, like, well, I just I thought this was kind of between us. I don't yep. I feel weird because he yep. told me this is between us and now he's going to tell everybody. At that point, she had no idea that he had spoken to Jesse when when she said on After the Final Rose that I didn't know until the you know last week's episode, which was the overnight dates episode. You had told everybody. I think she was talking about Jesse. I think she assumed because he went to a room to tell her I'm telling other people. I think she assumed, yeah, that means he probably is going to tell Katie on their date. But she had uh, no idea that he told Jesse. Uh, why would yep. she? You know, he didn't certainly didn't tell her that. Like, hey, I just told Jesse. He just said, I need to tell others. And then I think she even said, like. Oh, now he's going to tell the other two. But when he told Katie, he never said Gabby's name. He did say, I broke my parameters and I'm as intimate with somebody. Now, right. maybe later on he did. And that part was was not on camera. But, you know, I, I just think that the second he told Jesse, it was all it was all over. The trust was broken because now 
That yep. was getting out. And now the show could have leaned into it and could have handled it a different way, but we know this is a television show, and they know right. they had something really juicy when Zach sets a parameter, breaks it, and then openly tells people about yeah. it. If he would have just yeah. – they could have not showed it, but I knew they would. And, Steve, the secondary thing that people are talking about was it was also in that moment, right, when he goes to her in her room that he says, I'm falling in love with you. Yeah, that didn't help and, matters. And that was the part which is like, well, are you trying to, like, soften the blow? Or, I mean, my feeling is back to, you know, Zach wanting to be the perfect bachelor and the perfect bachelor gets two women to be waiting at the end. And so he's going to do or say whatever he needs to to kind of create that ending. Because um, we're back to how confused was he? Was this really down to the wire? Right. When did he know? But. I do feel bad for Gabby. I felt like um, she needed to have a say in all of this that she didn't have. Um, I think it's unfortunate that women still get a bit shamed for sex. Because um, people did say to her, right? Well, oh, you, you know, you said, oh, we'll see about that. And, you know, the question of did she seduce him oh I mean, yeah she had to shut off her instagram comments because people yeah, were coming for yeah. her after that episode when she did nothing wrong it was crazy exactly and i felt for her that are we really in 2023 are we not looking at this as consensual adults i mean let's not put any focus on the women for that and I, I felt bad again for katie too where they were coming for her because she had made that comment i think they were trying to support each other through uh, a difficult situation. And um, I think what it, it just should have been private. I mean, at the end of the day, the way this should have been handled should have just been with privacy and more nuance to handle each of the relationships differently instead of establishing some parameter for yourself that was really just unnecessary. Yeah. And that's, and that's where the spiral began. And that's I, I want to make one comment in regards to what Katie said after Zach eliminated Ariel and he was walking yeah. back is when we saw it. Yes. When I rewatched the scene last night, it was really weird because we do hear Katie say, I know you were the only one. And it was written at the bottom of the screen and like closed captions. So they made sure yes. we heard that sentence. However, yes. I was watching Katie's mouth. Her mouth never moved. She never said that in that moment. So one, I think it was Frankenbiting that took place. And two, uh. the, the day after that episode aired, Katie took to Instagram stories. It's now gone because it deletes after 24 hours. But she took to Instagram stories the day after and said, Gabby is one of my best friends from this show. That conversation was way more complex. Please do not jump to any assumptions. So I do not think Katie told her in that moment, I know you are the only one who's had sex with him. I think it was yeah. a part of something else. But we won't know until Katie discusses it. She probably won't. I mean, I think this is this well, subject is gone forever now, but we right. won't really know what happened. And all three of them posted like the same picture. Yeah. And they did. And what I did love is they seemed very supportive of one another. I still remember that scene with the bubbles with Katie and yeah. Gabby. Right. I mean, so cute. And I think they really I hope they can maintain their friendship. But that's got to be hard. And that will really be on Gabby. She can she handle if she has feelings of, you know, uh, jealousy or if she has um, her own negative dialogue, that'll be hard. I mean, I just can't even imagine myself if, if my best friend ended up with the guy that 
I slept. I mean, that's got to be hard. Just got to recognize how hard that is. Yeah, very hard. And that brings us to Monday nights after the final rose, where right yeah. after we see the scene of what when happens in Thailand, we immediately cut to the live shot, and there's Jesse sitting with Gabby, and she's already crying. And, yeah. man, that was tough. The whole scene was tough to watch, him yep. breaking up yep. with her, because she, yep. from the second she got out of the car, and then when she even spoke to Jesse, for all the years that I've watched this show, I've never heard a final two person say, basically, I'm about to get dumped. I know what's coming. I knew, right. It's crazy. Said, I knew, I knew, I knew. Yeah. Yes, that whole point about do you trust your gut or not. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so she's sitting there on the couch, and... She has this discussion with Jesse, and I think the biggest point that she made was, and this goes to uh, you know everything since the previous week's episode aired, which was the overnight date episode. Her quote was, "It's extremely violating that the entire nation knows everything." Yeah. And yeah. man, that that sentence is is heavy in itself because yeah. not only is this woman, there is a sense of embarrassment, of course, if you get dumped on the show, especially if you get dumped. As final two. It's just not fun to be dumped. And now you're getting dumped yep. on national television on a very popular show. On top of that, I think the point that she was trying to make when she was talking to Jesse, and I think it was when Zach was out there, was, look, the intimacy between us, we talked about it for maybe, she even said, maybe five seconds. But we had so much better talk that night about mental health, our both of our insecurities moving forward, and yet... I've turned into this narrative of the girl that he had sex with that he didn't pick. And that's what it's turned into. And that's what is yeah. killing her. And I said it in my um, blog, in my, in, my, in my podcast. You and I spoke briefly before this started. I'm under the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm no doctor, but I absolutely think, and if she isn't already, she should start. She needs to talk to somebody because she's not in a good mental place right now. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm totally with you. Um, I really do hope they provide her with some therapy options. Um, I think at one point she said she'd done therapy. Somewhere I recall her talking about that, right? Yeah, because I she think she was say, on the couch saying it, yeah. That's right, because she did say that Zach and I both talked about therapy, and so I, I was hoping for that. Um, but yes, I mean, we see a fragile woman who's been kind of dragged and for me, it wasn't just like Ariel can talk about it as an open relationship. I think for Gabby, she really felt like it was a betrayal. Yeah. And there's no easy way to go through a breakup. And then there's also when she mentioned there was some reverberations from a previous relationship. Right. So she's saying, I'm trying to get over my ex and now I'm trying to get over this guy. And now it's just so public. Right. You can't help but want to say oh god i i loved that that somebody screamed out we love you gabby <laughs> right yeah it's like yeah she just needs to be um loved and protected right she felt like like you know why did zach i mean you can see her going through this why did he kiss me on the head and say this is between us why would he have put me through this and then I thought her dialogue in the limo was great when she said, you know, trust your gut. Right. Yeah. I felt like she needed to kind of like reown that. And, and she'd say to herself out loud, I'm a strong person. I can do this. And and yet how hard. And I thought she was incredibly poised. I 
really was bummed that, you know, it felt like the conversation was kind of Jesse was moving her along. It's like, oh, come on, I, I give this girl a chance, right? I wanted to hear more from Gabby. I really liked that she confronted Zach, that she had her moment to talk about um, how she didn't like that this, right, this was the new narrative. And I felt like that gave her some bit of, of agency, right? That gave her a little bit of power. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know what will happen to, to Gabby after this. I, I feel like I really do hope she can take some time away to heal. You know, it's it's very cliche, but it is true, and I think it definitely pertains to this situation. You hear it all the time that, you know, you can't be in love with someone else if you're not in love with yourself. And I feel like Gabby yeah. doesn't love herself right now, and so she shouldn't be jumping into any sort of relationship anytime soon until she gets to that point because her insecurities, as we know, played out all season, yeah. constantly talking yeah. about, why am I always cho being chosen second? Um, saying she felt ugly, saying her hair didn't look in place when she was in Thailand. Like that stuff you could tell. I mean, I, you know, you can only go off what we saw on television, but if you were to sit down with Gabby, how do you get someone who has that many insecurities about themselves and thinks they're ugly when they're clearly not and thinks that they're not good enough when they clearly are? How do you get someone to see the forest through the trees on something like that where, look, just because this ex broke up with you and just because Zach broke up with you doesn't mean you're not worth anything, doesn't mean you don't have any value. It's just that those two guys, for whatever reason, you know, didn't see it. You are worth it because, and then you go on to explain it. How would you reach someone like her? Well, and I actually think that um, Catherine, right, Sean, uh, Sean Lowe's wife, yeah. said, you know, she said something beautiful, which is you just haven't found your person yet, right? Yeah. It, it, it's so much of it is you haven't found them yet. But the mistake that Gabby's making is she is personalizing this, right? She's she's taking this as a sign that she's not, quote unquote, good enough, as opposed to, I just haven't found my person yet. So if somebody is listening and they're an anxious person and feeling that way, again, maybe there's some family of origin issues, as I mentioned, her being second. Like, is there something that she just needs to kind of land, right? And and I would teach her relaxation strategies to, to kind of help her because she did look in many of those moments. Um, I wondered if she was having a panic attack. I mean, she, she looked, she kept saying, I'm getting in my head, right? Yeah. She was spiraling. And so if she can have some good techniques to kind of ground her to um, because you'd see her flip flop. Right. One moment she'd say, I'm strong. And then the next minute she's saying, I'm getting in my head. And you, you could see those moments where she was picking at his every word. And then she'd say, oh, I don't feel reassured. Right. And even her family. Um, Steve, because I go back to those moments, they really said, you know, they were like protective of her. And I think she's relied a bit much on validation from other people. And so for me, when I work with women like that, I'm like, you have to validate yourself, Gabby. The, the self-love is the inner child work, reparenting yourself, loving yourself, validating yourself, trusting yourself, respecting yourself, and then just recognizing that there's going to be some people who aren't a fit for you, right? And 
And all of that is just saying, I'm getting better. She had good communication skills. And so I would highlight her strengths. She has good communication skills. She can bring those things up. That's going to be an asset to her when she finally meets the right person. Yeah. Like and- my, my whole thing is, are you growing? Do you have the skills that you're going to need in the right relationship with the right person that that'll finally be the payoff? We just don't know when that's going to be. Yeah. And I think that this is something to where, you know, I, I, I feel bad for her and I've been on this planet close to twice as many years as she has. And I've kind of been through it relationship wise and stuff like that. And I think we've all kind of been there where you know, you have a breakup or someone breaks up with you and you're just like, what, what am I doing wrong? And it's just like, I'm never going to find it. And it's just like you say, you can't, you can't in that moment, you can't see the forest through the trees. Cause you think it's just, it's never going to happen for you because it just again, didn't happen. And it's just like, no, it's, it, it will, but, there is no timetable. It could be five years from now. She could meet somebody on Paradise this summer. Like, we we just don't know. Um, I would and suggest I, her not meeting someone from this franchise I, just because of yes. the track record. I'd rather her just meet somebody outside of this show. But that's, you know, that's just my opinion. She's probably going to date at least one guy from this franchise from this summer. I, I hope. I mean, look, she can do some work in the next couple months. I don't know if she'll be there to be engaged, you know, to somebody that she's known after in two weeks at the end of paradise. I hope it doesn't get to that point with her, but you know, I I don't know, you know, they're going to push for it. So, because it completes her story, you know, of like, Oh, I'm always second. I'm always second. And here she is getting engaged in paradise. The show would love it. I don't know if that'd be good for her though. You know, I feel, especially as a woman, I feel like I want to protect these women and say, sweetheart, take your time. Yeah. Feel a little bit, you know, even if you went on next year, you know, give yourself some time because I feel like what happens and, you know, there's that phrase, love like you've never been hurt. I don't know if you've heard that. It's like, right. Love like you've never been hurt is just so hard to do. You have a significant betrayal. It's a trust issue. Then the question is, can I trust the next person? Like, how do I know you're not playing me too? And so that just takes time. It takes time to heal, to um, say just because it happened with that one person doesn't mean it's going to happen with the next. But we get caught in that cycle of our past becomes our future. And we have to say what happened in that specific relationship isn't isn't a guarantee it's going to happen again. But but you're so protective, right? You have your walls up and who could blame you? So if she can learn some good things about, like, as I mentioned, self-validation, relaxation, um, but but because the show is so complex and nuanced, you, you really do overthink everything. And in the real world, you're not going to have that. Yeah, and that's, yeah. What I, that's what I'm talking about yeah. in meeting guys yeah. from this show, because yeah. when she does yeah. meet, assuming she goes down to paradise, she's going to meet somebody, and I would think the first things that are going to be going through her head are, does he really like me for me? Does he like me because he wants to be a power couple in this franchise? You know, it's just like she's right. going to think about that stuff, knowing what we just saw her overthink on Zach's season. It's going to cross her mind, and it's just a matter of how much she lets it affect her. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I would say, you know, take it less personally, Gabby. Work on yourself. You know, see yourself for what you are. You're a beautiful girl that has a lot of love to give. And... um I personally 
also don't like the language of insecurity. It's kind of like when I bring up my own insecurities, then the other person hears that. And I think quite personally, it was a lot for Zach, right? He got from Gabby's family that she needs a rock and he and Zach needs a rock. So I, I kind of see in the end why Katie was a more calming impact to him. Cause I think Gabby and Zach together had a lot of anxieties. And to me, it's like, well, who's the anchor in that? And I see that Katie was really more grounding to Zach. So what Gabby needs is an anchor. Gabby needs a secure person who's really just more 100% in on her. I mean, Zach said, you deserve somebody who loves you like that every day, right? Yeah. She needs an anchor. And I just didn't see them both with their insecurities being able to, to one person being able to ground and help the other. And so in a relationship, sometimes it feels like a boring person, but you want someone who's really solid and really anchored and really more secure. And that's what I kind of want to end with here. We can only yeah. go off of what we know of them from that's the show. And that's Zach and Katie moving forward. Clearly, the track record of this show is not very good with Bachelors. Only Sean is married to the final woman that he chose. Um, I think they are starting out on uh, a, a a good foot in that they're from the same area. They both live in Austin, yes. or at least we we thought Zach did. And then he said, I'm, yes. I'm moving all my stuff to Austin. I was like, I thought you already lived there. But, you know, who knows yep, yep. what that meant. But he's very familiar with Austin. It's not like he's yep. moving to a completely different place. Um, yep. You know. Just your outside opinion of Zach and Katie moving forward. I think you kind of just expressed it a little bit in that she seems to be the grounded one in the relationship. But do you see them, you know, lasting a little bit longer than, say, at least past couples from this show? Steve, I'm going to go on a ledge. I say yes. I mean, I don't I don't want to be naive. I think if if Katie can forgive Zach and understand why he did what he did, and they can have those conversations. And they did say in the after the final rose that they have excellent communication skills, which I was happy to hear. If they can feel really good and connected, I do feel like Katie has had so many men who have disappointed her. And now she's got this fiance who's clearly in love with her and crazy about her. And I could see the families getting along. I have, I have some good feelings for them. I think Katie's pretty tolerant. Um, I think the fact that she, good, bad, or otherwise, right, put up with a negative relationship for a long time speaks volumes about her loyalty. And I feel like she's not, to me, she doesn't feel like she's interested in social media, right? I, I don't get that vibe from Katie. Yeah, neither do I. So I got a real... She's here for the right reasons. And I absolutely think that despite, as I said, that Zach put himself under a lot of scrutiny because of no drama. I do think he really does want to find a partner. And I think given the whole family picture, right, that his parents were happily married, et cetera. Um, I, 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 I'm going to give this couple a fair chance, actually. Yeah. I really want, want to. I, I want to see them, as we talked about last time, you want to see when they move in, right? Because that's always a big sign. Um, I liked that they talked about a possible wedding date. Um, they didn't totally put that off. 
And I felt like even in their interviews, there was some equality. So that felt good. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to give them a fair chance. And I, and I think going back to the way Katie handled it on the overnight date yep. when he told her, it just seemed like Katie, I think Katie and Gabby went into this experience with completely different mindsets. Katie was under the impression or she was fine with the whole, look, I understand if you get to overnight dates, there's a good chance the guy I yes. might end up with is going to sleep with other women. Gabby took it as, oh my gosh, he slept with me. That means he loves me and I'm the one. And now granted, he, he did lead her on with some of the things that he said afterwards, but I think the way Katie went into the show and the fact that while she was upset and very upset in the moment, even made a comment about leaving, hours later she still decided to join him for dinner and she was fine with it. It just took her a little bit. It's almost like the uh, the sticker shock value on a car or something. It was just like, whoa, okay, this all hit me. Well, I, need some time I, to I also wondered too, Steve, because remember at one point right after she'd heard, she said, I just want to go home, Yeah. right? And then I thought, and we saw her talking to a producer. Yeah. So I, I wondered, you know, what – if there was a heavy handed kind of, you know, trying to convince her. Um, but I do think that to your point, they had different mindsets for sure. And I also think they have different family, right? Uh, Gabby's family, her dad was like, I met your mother and I knew immediately. Right. So she had this hopeful kind of sense of um, a different kind of fantasy Katie, who's been disappointed by men, even said herself, you know, I never imagined myself with someone like you. And she talked about feeling like, oh, you come from this happy family and I haven't had that. So there's a lot of upside for Katie, right? Zach is this, you know, solid family. There's there's a lot to offer. That's why I say I think she's more tolerant. Um, I think Zach himself felt like he was more like a hero to Katie, right? That that he could be the good guy. Um, and I don't think Zach felt exactly like that with Gabby. I don't think he felt like he was her hero. No, and it seemed like he was into, you know, constantly hearing from Katie that men disappointed her in her yep. life. It's just like, oh, well, I'm going to be the guy that doesn't. You know, that's, exactly. you know, the, the, the savior here. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, this it was a fascinating season. I, I feel like at least the last three or four or five seasons, uh, the overnight date episode has seemingly thrown everything into chaos every season now. And you just wonder, you know, back in the day, I've talked about this back in the day. The overnight dates happened and everybody at home, all we would get would be the door closing and the privacy thing go on the yep. door. And then we just move on to the next day. They never showed us the next morning. It was just the audience at home would just in their heads be like, oh, yeah, they had sex. And right. it was never openly discussed on this show. And while there is this taboo against sex and you want to talk about it more, I'm like, I don't know, though, on this show if we need to be talking about it because all it's doing is causing chaos and people to get in their heads and... If we yep, went back what, to the way the show was before, which is just let everybody assume that, okay, sex happened and, you know, plenty of people got engaged on the show after having sex with somebody else that they didn't get engaged to a week before and nobody said a word about it years ago. And now it's just like everybody's like, how can you get engaged to someone and you had sex with someone else a week late, a week earlier? It's just right, like, right. because it's kind of the way it is. It's just accepted. It used to be. Yeah. Now yeah. it's not. And I don't know why in 2023 when we are more open to talking about sex. And, and 
let's also go back to a different change just because you and I both have been following since the beginning. It was with Ben Higgins when he did disclose to two women that he was falling in love with them. Yeah. I don't think that's necessary either. But right now, I think the cast is so aware of like the pain that everybody is trying to protect themselves. And rightfully so. I completely get it. Um, but there's just more disclosure than we used to see. There used to be more surprise. Right? I'm not going to tell anybody till the very end, till I tell one person. And now it's kind of the expectation. Yeah. There's a lot more disclosure about where you are um, in the process. And there was there was more, uh, I want to say, privacy before. Yeah. But I'm with as, as I said, back to even as I related it to even like how people handle affairs, we're finding that sometimes less information is better. And I'm of the type that I do believe and, and really compared to some other shows, actually, the Bachelor outcome. Um, I know Bachelor data has said it's like 21 percent success rate, which isn't horrible compared to Love is Blind. Uh, but having said that, I feel like we need to just protect the couple. There's something that we call the couple bubble. It's like you need to protect those two people to give them the best fair shot. And now the clock starts now for Katie and Zach in how they're going to move forward, how they're going to handle all these next obstacles that come. And with the right mindset and with the right communication and with the right support, which I think they both have, then then you've got a chance. Yeah, and only and only time will tell. We'll see. I I, yeah. I wish them the best. I think they have a good shot as well. And yeah. it's just a matter of we just we just don't know. In these last four months, when they've secretly had their meetups and stuff like that, yeah. while Zach has said like you know we played a lot of board games, we played a lot of games, getting to know each other and stuff. I mean, I'll take them at their word for it that that's what they did. And we don't know how they communicate. They say they have great communication. It's like okay, I'm sure most people that say coming off the show say that, and a lot break up. So. We'll just see, and um, but like I do, like I said, I, I think the fact that they are from the same area absolutely helps, and you know we wish them the best of luck. So, Doctor Diane, thank you so much for coming on. We'll definitely, um, hopefully, we won't have another chaos situation on the overnight dates when charity season airs. You know, it's great. We have a proposal, right? We yeah. have a proposal. We haven't had one for a while. I love yeah. that. I, I want the best for them. Yeah. Although one thing that I will say, and and they didn't used to do this, and they're doing it now, and it's. I don't know if it's good or not is while I liked the fact that when they showed us Gabby's breakup, they immediately went to a live shot and there Gabby was yeah. remember. They never used to do that. They used to just show us the breakup yep. and then the con engagement. And then it's like, okay, now we're at the after the final rose, everybody, the yep. live show, let's bring Gabby out first and let's talk about it. It seemed yep. weird to go from that Gabby situation where that she's crying and Zach's crying like, to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, we still need to show you an engagement. We need to still show you the happy part of the episode. It was almost like that was an emotional roller coaster. I wasn't ready for a happy <laughs> ending with Gabby and I mean with with Katie and, and Zach, even though I was happy for them. It was just like, but we just came off this deep and heavy conversation where Gabby is you know, clearly not in a good place. And it's like, oh yeah, we still have to show you the engagement. So I don't know what's better, you know? I'm a hundred percent with you. It's like also, you know, as Gabby needs more time to process this, the audience needs time too. We, yeah. we want to celebrate the couple, but it felt, um, it, it almost feels like it's hard to fully embrace them when you're still 
two minutes earlier having seen this negativity, right? Yeah. And um, and I am only hopeful, too, that Zach, as we said, handled it pretty well. Talked about the repair, you know, what... And, and here's one final thought I have, Steve. I actually thought that it was in this moment, my, my hope, my wish would have been that Zach would have said, now I understand what Rachel went through. Yeah. I had that thought that if he could have like really landed the plane for me, that would have been to acknowledge that he's aware of how hard this was for everyone in that position. Cause that's a humbleness stance and we don't see a lot of people leaning into that. And I, I really kind of wished for that moment. Yeah. It would have been a full circle moment for him for sure. It if he would have said that, you know what yeah. he said at what he said after Gabby said what she said on the couch, what he said was, I felt yeah. like I needed to let everyone know I went against my word. And in reality, it hurt you. In my mind, yep. it was this secret that I had to not have. I was trying yep. to be honest, right. but it doesn't matter because it hurt you even more. My actions have consequences, which was, yep. you know, it's good. He, acknowledging like, yes, yeah. this is why I did what I did, but I now realize, like you said, maybe not, um, you know, we don't need to be yeah. sharing details. Because I come back to all these, you know, the, the women tell all the, after the final rose, for me, these are all about like redemption about, you know, really coming full circle. And that just would have had a really sweet moment because I do feel like even there's still a little bit of that negativity. Why are people still hung up on that is because we haven't heard from either of them, Rachel or Zach kind of like landing that. Yeah. So, um, I think that's, you know, uh, again, we can all armchair it. I can sit here now in the comfort of my home <laughs> saying that. Um, but these are opportunities for growth. People who then, after the fact, listen to podcasts, to um, watch YouTube videos. I think this is all how the viewers then, what I'd like to say is what are the lessons? Okay. So if you were on the show and you were Zach or you were Gabby, turn off the TV and ask yourself, how would I handle that if that were me? Because this is where I really do think people watch the show with their own curiosity. And how do we see ourselves in dating or relationships unless we watch other people? Yeah. And ask yourself, what would I do if I were them? And that's kind of, we call it cognitive rehearsal, which means like practicing in your head, right? If you're going to give a speech, you kind of practice it in your head. Practice it because that's what you're going to get from watching these shows where it's not just a guilty pleasure, but now it's actually an exercise in, in communication for you then to learn something. And I hope people did learn something from, yeah. from what Zach did from, you know, yeah. watching Gabby and, and her reaction. I, and I think people can take stuff out of it. And I hope they listen to this. I hope they listen to this hour of me and you talking about it. Cause you obviously make some, some excellent points being in this field of, Hey, this is the way you need to, handle certain things and maybe it's not while it is great to be open and honest maybe yep. you don't need to share every detail you know um that's so that's thank you so much uh dr diane for coming on really appreciate it and we'll definitely have you on uh, as we approach uh probably the ending of of charity season after you know seeing what she's going through and we'll bring you on again then thank you so much steve i really appreciate you thank you very much talk to you soon okay okay bye-bye bye, -bye. bye. Thank you so much to Dr. Diane Strakowski for that conversation. I think she's excellent. And being in that field, she offers a lot of good advice and just some really good thoughts on Gabby, 
Zach, even Ariel, um, how things were handled, how they should be handled, how to communicate in relationships. And, you know, that was something I never really thought about was, you know, you want to be open and honest in a relationship, but sometimes it might be good to hold details back unless your partner asks about them. And she says, look, I've learned through couples therapy that if you overshare and if you tell every detail that can now be triggering for your partner, because now let's just say like, oh, you know, we went to this hotel. Like every time that woman drives by that hotel, she might then start getting triggered, you know, to find out, oh yeah, that's where my husband cheated on me, you know, stuff like that. So I never really thought about that. But to hear that from Dr. Diane was was really interesting. But a lot of great talk there. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. So uh, please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. is much appreciated. Um, we are back tomorrow with yet another daily roundup and a uh, you know final sports daily for the week. My daily roundup will probably consist of me gushing about Taylor Swift for 20 minutes since tomorrow night. The concert in Dallas, uh, one of three concerts she's having this weekend in Dallas. I'm going to tomorrow night's, and I cannot wait. I just, like I said, even though I feel like I've watched the whole concert on TikTok, since it's showing up all over my For You page, to be there is a completely different experience. So I cannot wait. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.